Welcome back to another episode of Love It There. It's an exciting week because as of Thursday when this episode airs, that means Survivor started yesterday, brand new season, season 46, which if you know me, you know that is my absolute favorite show. So, and you know, we could talk about Survivor. This is like travel related. They they do it in Fiji. It's beautiful. They go to very exotic <laughs> places. You're so right. So once this new season starts, you might hear a little bit more of Survivor thoughts in our podcast episodes. I'm so excited. Well, speaking of good shows that feature travel destinations, I think we also owe a little feature to Love is Blind because <laughs> that has they, been keeping me so occupied. They do do it in a new city every year. So shout out well, Charlotte they, this they year. They do a little, yeah, it was in Charlotte this year. And then they do a little vacation for a few episodes. Oh, yeah. They went to year. Dominican Republic. Punta Cana. Yeah, yeah. Which is where I honeymooned. So yeah, I was thinking about heart. you. I was like, did it look familiar? No, I mean, no. The resort they stayed in was... I know which resort they stayed in. We didn't stay in the same resort, but all yeah. those like beachy resorts look exactly the same, I feel yeah. like. So, oh my God. Well, we had to talk about, Hallie and I had to talk about Love is Blind off the podcast because, or else this actually truly would become a Love is we Blind We would have podcast. talked about it for 20 minutes. The yeah. reason I'm so interested, I don't watch a lot of TV, but these... Survivor is just good TV, okay? I could talk about that. Survivor is good TV. If we're going to talk about a good reality TV show, it would be Survivor. Like, there's no competitor. It's And if you haven't seen a recent season and you're just thinking about, like, the 20 years ago Survivor, you need to watch a more recent season. Anyways, let me get off my soapbox real quick. But, (laughs) um, no, I I feel like I'm just into both of these. Both Survivor and Love is Blind are kind of like psychological experiments. Yeah. And it's very interesting to me to see how people react in these situations. And so that's where I feel like I know it's not I know it's not like like especially Love is Blind. I know it's not like good TV, but it's just no, very interesting to see what happens when you put these people in this particular situation and just let it all unfold. I mean, half the time it's a messy train wreck and it's just, oh, it's awful. But yeah, it pulls me in so tight. Yeah, I was going to say, does that like say something about us that we're like so intrigued by watching people's lives like But it's interesting because I've never really been into like The Bachelors or like those types of shows because I feel like that's less of a psychological experiment it's not yeah that's so true because they're not actually like really going through something like that challenging where it's like love is blind if you don't know the premise of love and love is blind I feel like we should explain that in case you don't know but basically it's a dating show where they put people they call them pods and you're like dating somebody but in between you is like a wall so you can't see each other and then you can propose or like to if couples like fall in love then they get engaged before they've ever they even don't seen see each other. each other until after they've been engaged so it's like very psychological because it's like i like honestly think that like a lot of these people form like genuine connections yes. like i'm sure some people are just like faking it obviously because right. it's a reality tv show but like honestly i feel like there's some like real connections but then it's so interesting to see like how those change when they see each other right and like how much of a role physical appearance plays i don't know i think it's i think it's interesting and it's yeah no we can stop now but 
yeah, it's uh, it's big Love is Blind fans yeah, over here. Yeah, so new episodes <laughs> of Love is Blind are released yesterday as of the day that this episode comes out and Survivor. They both are coming out on the same day. So it's exciting. If you need a show to binge, ugh, Love is yeah, Blind. You can do it's it been so all quick. over TikTok. I'm sure you've seen it. But yeah. I also feel like I have to stay up to date on Love is Blind just to be socially relevant in conversations with people because I feel like everybody talks about it but (laughs) maybe that's me sparking the I'm the one that's initiating the conversation yeah oh me too I'm always the one funny online content though about it like I feel bad a lot of it's like making fun of these people but it's just like honestly but also it's like you're signing up for a reality tv show that millions of people are gonna watch like you have to know like what you're getting yourself into so yeah but I don't know anyways I wanted to say thank you for those of us that gave us such positive feedback on our Aussie episode last week. So if you guys skipped over that one because you were like, I don't care about this random town in Indiana. What is Aussie? This is weird. Yeah. And you're like, oh, Gen- this episode's on Geneva. Let me listen to this one and not the other one. Maybe just go back and listen to it. We know you're not going to go visit Ossian, but it's worth a listen. So thank you. It was you. wholesome. Yeah. It was a wholesome episode. It was a little bit different than our normal content, but we thank you for those for those that liked it. Um, but we're getting back into our more typical content this week, focusing on Geneva for today's episode. And the first thing that I <laughs> – I don't know what this says about me, but when I, when I asked Kelsey what episode we were doing this week, she said Geneva, which I like – Really haven't heard that much about. But the first thing that came into my mind was Princess Diaries. Even though it's not in Geneva, it's in Genovia. Okay, yeah. I was like, wait, but- there's no way that that's what she was, that she was the princess of <laughs> no, Geneva. I was like, not. it's okay. not. But like Genovia like instantly came to mind and I was like, oh my God, Princess Diaries. I need to rewatch that. That's such a good movie. I haven't seen that in so long. Wait, Genovia is not a real place, right? No. Okay. I was like, I don't, am I, I don't dumb? think so. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but it just made me think of it. So yeah, that's so not funny. Genovia, Geneva, in case anyone else was confused <laughs> like I was. But basically, on today's episode, we're actually going to talk about why you can skip Geneva on your Switzerland vacation, which is a little different because usually we're like hyping up all these places that we talk about. Mm-hmm. But this is actually somewhere that mm, you might not get all the bang for your buck that you expected. And we're also going to talk about which Swiss town you should visit instead. And if you are planning to stop in Geneva, if you really want to go or if you already had it planned, what is one thing you should do? So without further ado, we're going to go ahead and get into today's episode on Geneva, Switzerland. So let's go ahead and start out, Kelsey. Tell me, for preface, I've never been to Geneva. Obviously, I didn't even like know what it was. <laughs> um, so Kelsey has been, though. So she's kind of going to be telling us her experience today. And I'm going to be just listening, listening getting all the information and knowledge. Else. Exactly. I'm in it with you guys. So tell us why Geneva wasn't your favorite, why you think it's a place to skip in Switzerland. So if you want... A classic Swiss vacation, you know, thinking hiking in the mountains or even skiing. Geneva is not it, okay? When the the rest of Switzerland smells – so this is – we ended in Geneva when Jackson and I did our Switzerland trip this past fall or September. But we 
started in Zurich and did Lucerne and Interlaken and Lauterbrunnen and all the like mountain towns, the classic Swiss towns. Right. And then we ended in Geneva. And so the rest of Switzerland, we just came from our vacation of it smelling like fresh air, maybe a little farmland. So there might be some like manure smells in there. But for the most part, mm, it's like perfect. it's just fresh air, <laughs> Switzerland, just gorgeous, beautiful mountains, green grass, everything. Geneva, we get into Geneva, it smells like cigarettes and urine. So it's just, oh, you know, what? it's just a European city. Okay. It's, and it's. Okay. Sorry. I've <laughs> been to European cities though, and never once have I thought they smell like urine. So really? I'm a little concerned. Okay. Sometimes when I smell like literal piss on a sidewalk, it gives me a little bit of nostalgia Kelsey. for Europe. <laughs> And the cigarette smell. If there's like, uh, like a sub twinge of cigarette smoke, smell piss on the. I'm like, maybe your nose is stronger than mine. My I've scent, never my sense those. of smell is my strongest scent for sure. I've said that for years. So how did you discover that? I just feel like my sense of smell is very strong. <laughs> I'm learning so much about you. No, okay. I, at least, Hallie, <laughs> do you think like the smell of cigarettes gives you like nostalgia for Europe? Yeah. Okay. Because that I get for sure. That. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like if you're in like a big city and you just like kind of smells like pee, that just sometimes reminds me of walking through the streets. I just of- never <laughs> thought that. I. Anyways, okay. Continue. <laughs> well, okay. The reason that Geneva is so different from the rest of the Swiss towns that we went to previously is Geneva is French, okay? It is on the very far, like, southwest corner of Switzerland on this little, like, little, like, appendage of Switzerland. So it's basically surrounded by France. And I kept forgetting when we were in Geneva that we were still in Switzerland. Like, I still, when I think of Geneva, I think of it as a city in France. And whenever we were walking around and I was seeing the Swiss flags – it kept throwing me. I'm like, oh, yeah, we're not in France. We are in Switzerland. So does everyone there speak French? Yes, everyone speaks French, whereas in the rest of Switzerland, German is the predominant language. Okay, interesting. Yeah. The good thing about that, though, is the wine in Geneva was much better because you're getting French wines. Swiss wine is not great. Especially compared yeah, to French wine. Yeah, they're not known wine. for their wine, right? Right, yeah. French yeah, wine is superior. I remember you saying that. So, okay. so that was good. And we got like great French pastries. And so that oh, was yum. great. You know, it has like the French influence of the Swiss town. Which, by the way, when we went to this pastry shop, me and Jackson are standing up at the counter like trying to decide where what we want. And the lady behind – or we order. And the lady behind the counter, she's like, oh, I'm sorry. I was just so thrown off that you spoke English. I was expecting you to speak Italian. I thought you were Italian. And I was like, oh, my gosh. But tell me why so is that flattered. such a compliment? Why is it such a compliment that when we're in another country that people don't assume we're American? I don't know. I was like, oh. Thank you. <laughs> well, yeah. No, I feel like that's so true. Like, I, I don't know. I just feel like American tourists have such, like, a stereotype of being, like, obnoxious that it is, like, a compliment. Yeah. If I was, people think you're from somewhere else. Especially Italy. Italians are hot. Um, so. I know. Thank you. Well, she thought Jackson and I both were from Italy. So I was like, oh, wow. We must be looking great looking today. Looking really good today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would take Italian over being 
thought of as a Russian like I was. <laughs> yeah, so when I was in Madrid and the guy asked if I was from Russia, I was like, <laughs> what does that mean? Like, I know. I actually had a slicked back pony. So maybe that's was giving Italian, whereas your slicked yeah, back maybe. pony was giving Russian. Or were you not wearing slicked back? I don't day? even remember. I'm like trying to think. I don't think I was slicked back. <laughs> But oh my god! I don't know something about me. Maybe it was Jackson because he he like usually can pass for being European. Yeah, so he when I I think when I'm just with him, it makes us both look like we're not American. So I don't know. I'll take it. But that's so funny though. Yeah. So Geneva is French. They speak France. It feels more like a French city. So it's just they speak French. (laughs) Um. And it's just very, very, very different than any of the other Swiss cities. So just keep that in mind. I was just going to ask, maybe you're going to get to this, but like, let's say you're only planning a trip to Switzerland. You don't really have time to like hit any other countries. Would it be worth it going to Geneva to experience a little bit of French culture if you don't have time to like go to any other French cities? Or do you still think it's like not special enough to spend your time there. I wish we would have, well, I don't know. I'll explain this in a little bit of why we did go to Geneva. But if you're spending, say, okay, we did like a week in Switzerland and I wish we would have, instead of doing like the two and a half days in Geneva, I wish we would have planned it to spend more time elsewhere in Switzerland. Switzerland's so big and there's so much to do that you could spend your whole time doing Switzerland and plan a different trip to go back to France. Like, I don't know. I feel okay. like it's it's not truly French. So you're not getting like the true French culture. So mm-hmm. if you want to experience that, go somewhere in France. But yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, but the town that is close by Geneva that I actually wish we stayed in instead is called Montreux. So I've heard of that. Yes. Okay. So Mont or Lake Geneva. So I said Geneva is on like the southwest corner of Switzerland, and it's also on the southwest corner of Lake Geneva. And then Lake Geneva is really like long and skinny, and so Montreux is on the opposite end of Lake Geneva, closer towards like inland mainland Switzerland. Okay. Okay. And so we took this train from like where we were in like the mountain towns of like Lauterbrunn and Interlaken area. We took a train and we were going heading down towards Geneva. And when we were doing our research for this Switzerland trip, we came across this thing on Instagram that was talking about the Belle Epoque train. Okay. And you okay. maybe this, I feel like this, maybe this was just my algorithm, but it kept popping up on my Instagram. So you maybe have seen pictures or videos of this. It's like this old timey train with like turquoise seats with like gold and brass plating and it looks very elegant and old time classy train experience and so we were like oh this looks so cool that'd be so fun and so it's that train ends in Montreux and then you just have to take another train around the lake to get to Geneva and so we were like okay let's do this train and then let's stop in Montreux and then maybe just like walk around a little bit before we have to get on our next train down to Geneva. Okay. Well, we were so excited about this train ride, the Belle Epoque train, because we thought you could like order food on it and have like 
champagne or wine yeah. while you're enjoying this two-hour train ride because it yeah. looked so nice. It was all over Instagram. And there was no option for that. And I don't know if it was like this was since COVID maybe. Things were different. But oh, yeah. something was like – I don't know. And we like tried looking online of like how we could get have gotten food, but there was like no options for that. I don't know. So it was 58 Swiss francs, so like a little over $60 each for the first class tickets on this Belle Epoque train. And it was gorgeous. It still looked the same with the like really fancy interior and the views were gorgeous and we had to get Mm -hmm. down there anyway. So it's not like the train ride wasn't worth it, but it wasn't anything special. So there's only – Okay. There's like that route runs several times a day, but only two times a day is it the specifically the Belle Epoque train. Okay. And so I wouldn't like try to arrange your whole day and your whole schedule on getting on that specific train, which we did. And how much do the other ones cost? Oh, like how big of a price difference? Yeah, it's probably, I don't know, maybe half the cost. Okay, yeah. So it's like... Yeah. Which it was like aesthetic and cool. Exactly. Yeah. If you're an Instagram girly, then yeah, you could get some nice pictures there. (laughs) It was nice because there was like nobody on it. So we could kind of just like spread out. We could like bop back and forth on each side of the train, depending on which side had the better view and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. So, but yeah. That. Okay. Question about trains in Switzerland. I can't remember. I don't think we've talked about this on any other of our Switzerland episodes, but. Something that does come up on my Instagram all the time is the, like, trains that go through Switzerland that are, like, windows from, like, the side all yeah. the way over to the other side. Yeah. Did you do one of those? No, not, like, fully around, but you can definitely pay, like, a little bit more money to be in a train car that has bigger windows. And so I think that's sometimes worth it to do like the first class trains because they have bigger windows. A lot of the first class cars are air conditioned, whereas like the second class cars Uh. are not. So we tried to when we had like our big luggage, like when we were going to and from the airport and stuff like that, to and from big cities where we had to take our whole luggage, we would try to book first class trains just because that's smart actually because the hassle and like stress of like getting on the train and then you realize there's no room for your luggage yeah like okay what am I supposed to do and first class is usually less crowded so it's yeah if you can afford it it's worth it for sure but yeah so certain of like the first class trains have more windows and then I think a lot of those trains that you're talking about Hallie are more like in southern Switzerland where like near Zermatt, which is like a big skiing site in Switzerland and things like that, like the Glacier Express or the Orient Express or whatever those trains are. Okay. Yeah, those look so cool. I would definitely want to do that. Okay, so back to Montreux. Yes. I've heard of it, but I like don't – I can't remember why I've heard of it. What is it like known for? What goes on there? Yeah, it's gorgeous. It's so pretty. I wish we would have stayed there longer because whereas Geneva's like big city, I mean, it's one of the biggest cities in Switzerland. Montreux just a little bit more quaint, but it's still right on Lake Geneva. There's flowers everywhere. It was so beautiful. Oh, so cool. It's still very heavy on the French influence. Um, so everybody was speaking French there, um, but it was just smaller and cuter. It's big into the music culture. So they have the Montreux Jazz Festival, which is a huge festival oh, every cool. year in July. And there's tons of prominent figures in the music industry 
uh, as like statues around the city. So they have a Freddie Mercury statue because Freddie Mercury spent a lot of time in Montreux. Freddie Mercury from Queen. Oh, interesting. And Queen actually recorded. I think that's the only Freddie Mercury. But thank <laughs> well, you, you for looked clarifying. like you looked like you didn't know who I was talking about. So I was like, oh, Girl, from Queen. I know who Freddie. Oh <laughs> hey, my god. Well, you looked like blank faced. So I'm like, um, does she not know? Okay, about? glad we're on the same page. <laughs> Anyways, so Queen recorded seven of their albums there, and which I didn't know. I thought originally that just Freddie Mercury spent a lot of time there, but yeah, I didn't know that Queen actually had like there was a recording studio there where they recorded a bunch of their albums there. So okay, why does that seem so random to me? Why no, are I they agree. In Montreux. No, I know. Do you know? No, I don't. Was, but he just like randomly really liked yeah, it. Yeah, I think he was just like, this is my place. This is where I want to be. So wow, which if you okay. go there, you would understand. It's like heaven. It was so pretty, and that's we, so cool. We had like all of our big suitcases when we were in Montreux, and. And so I just like sat by the water with our suitcases and Jackson just went to go get us like takeout food from somewhere. And so we sat by the lake and ate our lunch before we got on our next train to go down to Geneva. But yeah, if we didn't have our big suitcases and or if we would have planned it and just stayed in Montreux, that would have been, yeah. been nice. But Okay, so why did you guys originally choose Geneva? Had you like seen something that you wanted to do there? Or? So there's two main airports in Switzerland, two big ones. There's one in Zurich, which okay. is where we flew into. And then Geneva, I would say, is the next biggest airport. And so when we were looking at flights in and out of Switzerland, it was a little bit cheaper to fly into Zurich and then to leave from Geneva. And okay. when we started up in Zurich, then we kind of made our way down a little bit in the direction of Geneva anyway. So we either would have had to get down to Geneva to get on our flight which is like a long travel day to get there just to get on, on a plane or right. we would have had to get all the way back up to Zurich to fly home. So I'm like, well, we might as well, it's a little bit cheaper go to go to Geneva. New. So let's go to Geneva. Yeah. Let's experience that. So let's stay a couple nights in Geneva before we have to fly home. So definitely check that out if you're trying to fly into Switzerland. As we've discussed before, Switzerland's very expensive. And so if you can like save a little bit money on your flights by flying into Geneva as opposed to Zurich, definitely just look into that. And then you just might need to get to your destination, which is going to be a long travel day, but it might be worth that. So keep that in yeah. mind. The benefit of that we stayed in Geneva as opposed to something like Montreux is the where we stayed in Geneva was literally 10 minutes from the airport. As opposed to oh, if we stayed so in nice. Montreux, it would have been like over an hour train ride before we could get into the airport. So, yeah. you know, pros and cons of and that. And any but. way to eliminate stress on plane days. Exactly. Like yeah. So crucial. Exactly. So. Especially planes back to the United <laughs> International States. International travel. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, so stressful. Okay. So what else are they like specifically known for in Geneva besides the airport which is convenient but I'm sure it's a big enough city there has to be some other things that it has to offer yeah so Geneva is known as the capital of peace it has the headquarters of almost 200 international organizations like the European United Nations headquarters the International Red Cross headquarters World Trade Organization these are all headquartered in Geneva yeah I remember the only thing I know about Geneva I remember learning about in school the Geneva Accords I don't think I could tell you what it is. I have, but I think it's it's something to do with Vietnam. Okay. And I think that that's all I got. 
Wait, I, I can look. Okay, now I'm, I'm like, curious. I'm going to look real unintelligent, but I have literally no idea what that is. The 1954 Geneva Conference. Oh, we're getting so knowledgeable for you guys right now. Um, <laughs> Little history let's see. lesson. History with love it there. Ooh, maybe we should make this a segment. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. A history lesson with love it there. Okay. <laughs> let's see. The... Um, Wait, okay, this isn't even telling me what it is. Give me a minute. Uh, let Pause. her search Wikipedia a little bit more. <laughs> even though you guys could do this on your own if you really cared. But. <laughs> okay. Oh, the Geneva Accords is um, when they decided to divide Vietnam into North and South Vietnam. So does it actually have to there do with go. Geneva? It was a conference that they held in, oh, Geneva, in Geneva where they decided okay, see, to separate it. Big major things happen in Geneva. Yes. <laughs> big history lesson. Everybody should now know what the Geneva Accords are. And now you can look really intelligent next time you're well <laughs> with your friends. With your friends and this comes up in conversation. No, yeah. I'm surprised that you just literally pulled that out of your head from what, like 10th no, I grade know. world history. <laughs> I don't even know when I learned that, but I just like that. I remember I was like, oh, Geneva, Geneva Accords. That's the only thing I, I could remember. Well, I'm impressed. So, okay. Also, Geneva is <laughs> the world. That concludes history lessons with love it there. Our okay, continue. First and last segment of history with love it there. Okay. <laughs> Geneva is the world's 10th most important financial center. So, it's big, okay. like a lot of money in banking and things like that there. And there was this 2018 ranking of global cities and Geneva ranked first for gross earnings. And oh, oh. it's also the third most expensive city in the world behind Zurich and Singapore. So note that wow. two of the top three expensive cities and the most expensive cities in the world are in Switzerland. And I think That's there's a couple wild. more in the top 10 that are in Switzerland. So Okay. Yeah. Cause, okay. Well, obviously I knew everyone says Switzerland is super expensive. We said that on our other Switzerland episodes that we've done, but I don't think I realized that it was like actually the most expensive place in the world. Yeah. But also That's I think insane. it's like the happiest place in the world too. So it's like... So maybe money does buy happiness. <laughs> well, they're spending all their money though. <laughs> I bet they have money to spend. I guess. So. Maybe. But yeah, well, speaking of spending money, there's tons of luxury shopping and stuff you can do in Geneva, which is not really my speed at all. I kind of hate shopping, but we just walked around through like the shops and stuff. But mm-hmm. I, I mean, we didn't really even go It'd be in, fun to like window shop. Yeah, and, we like, just window shop. So if you're into yes. that, then Geneva's got a lot there for you. Very nice. Um, Kelsey does have Versace sunglasses. Everybody. Don't out me. Oh my gosh. I'm kind of embarrassed that I bought them. <laughs> I just feel like I needed to bring it up because you were like, I don't even Versace or you're like luxury brands is not even my vibe. Oh, do you know how much buyer's remorse I have about those stupid sunglasses? We got a freaking deal at the mall, okay? (laughs) Jackson was trying to buy a pair of sunglasses for him, and the lady was like, It's buy one, get one 50% off. Oh, honey, you need to try some on. And she kept putting sunglasses on my face. So I'm like, Fine, I'll She's like, I'm trying to get that heavy tip. Yeah. So, oh, I can't believe you outed me. I just needed to call you up. (laughs) Okay. But now I want to discuss the one thing that is worth doing. If you are in Geneva, I think this is definitely worth a stop. And that is the Patek Philippe Museum. 
Do you know? Wait, oh. you you've probably looked at our outline, but did you know? No, before? I didn't. Okay, actually. do you know what Patek Philippe is? Have you ever heard of it? No, this? I don't. Okay, I've never heard of it. I hadn't either. Which I feel like any of the men that listen to our podcast are probably going to be like, "How could you have not heard of Patek Philippe?" Because it's a luxury oh. watch brand. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm not really into watches, but Swiss Switzerland is known Swiss for their watches. watches. Yeah, right. So, sure. and then Patek Philippe is big time luxury watch brand. More luxurious than Rolex and all the other, you know, brands that are, I feel like more well-known here. Yeah. Um, so it's, this brand is based in Geneva is established in 1839 and Patek and Philippe are the last names of the two founders of this brand. Oh, and cool. these watches are insane. So there's this museum in Geneva that has a bunch of watches. There's over 2,500 different watches and clocks, like wrist watches, pocket watches, oh, cool. everything in this museum that you can look at. And these watches, when I say they are just so elaborate, so intricate, I mean, there's a reason why they're so expensive. Like, as yeah. of, so as of last year, among the world's top 10 most expensive watches ever sold at auctions, because they're selling these like, you know, collector's pieces. Yeah. Of the world's top 10 most expensive watches sold at an auction, nine are Patek Philippe watches. So, oh my gosh. And, that is like crazy that I've never heard of that then. Not I that I like literally own a single watch. It's definitely like, like you said, more of a yeah. man, man thing. But right. I have my still. Apple watch and that gets, that gets me by, but yeah. <laughs> but Patek Philippe produces like 60,000 watches per year compared to Rolex that produces like millions. So there's another okay. reason why they're more expensive because there's just not as many. Yeah. Okay. So, that makes sense. But it's only 10 Swiss francs to get into this museum. And that's such a deal, especially in Switzerland. You can hardly do anything yeah. for 10. I mean, that's like $12, 12 US dollars. Um, and you could spend like a lot of time there just looking at all these watches and things. But these watches, so first of all, you know, it's different than like, you get to see like all the little wheels and all the little tiny parts. Like the gears. Yes, the little gears and and these little tiny watches. And they had little dainty pocket watches that are the size of like like a thumbnail that have like oh a watch on them. And you can see all the little parts and everything. And these watches, some of them have like – so a complication in a, talking about a watch is basically any function of a watch other than telling time. And so okay. some of these watches – created in the 1800s had dozens of complications. So dozens of functions on these like antique watches. Like it could tell you the minutes, seconds, hours in multiple time zones. It could tell you the current day of oh, the week. Wow. It could tell you the the date and that like automatically changes. It accounts for a leap year and it can like still stay up to date on the date. Wow. It can have a perpetual calendar, which is basically like you can look ahead and be like, oh, what day of the week would, you know, March 18th be on? And you could see that. They have like chronographs, which are basically like a stopwatch function. They have the moon phases, star phases. Like it was just like And these are watches boggling. that are made in the 1800s. Yes. That are doing this. And That's they're not crazy. digital. They're all based off of these little like mechanical functions. Gears. Yeah. Which is just, I could not fathom it. I'm like, that's like a phone, like yeah, can, like a, the weather app on the phone and like the calendar app and the time yeah. app. But like, that's like four apps in this like mechanical pocket watch. 
which yeah, was just like so cool I actually I was like geeking out on it I thought it was so cool so yeah well so as coming from people that like have literal no literally no knowledge or interest in watches as I'm sure most people don't really like right I don't know like I'd be impressed by that that sounds cool and like obviously we don't need watches like that now I mean they have normal watches that just like tell time and right. look fancy that you could actually wear so most of these like these like the antique ones where they needed that kind of information. They had no other way of really having that information. But to have yeah. that all in like your pocket or on your wrist was that was luxury. So wait, okay. So I'm curious, like how much these watches cost today? Like what are what's the ballpark? What are we talking? Well, I don't know. I mean, they would sell for like close to a million dollars for sure. Like most of them would. Be, I would imagine because like the collectors ones or like oh like any the, of them the ones that you like wear no those wouldn't be that much those would be like the old time collectors ones okay. I don't know let me okay. look up like Patek Philippe watch I'm curious just like a normal watch okay like, new models 2023 let's look at this first one those are all ugly okay <laughs> <laughs> it was like oh okay so this these one, watches are so great oh, <laughs> well this is really just like a weird model okay this is <laughs> one a watch from their new 2023 collection and it sells for 56,500 US dollars oh yeah my god and that's like one that just that's... tells time like you would just no complications one. no complications oh these look even more expensive so I that was a women's watch there. A man, a men's watch. This one. Let's see what this sells for. I can't. That even like makes me find the feel price. Ill. Yeah. Okay. This one's not even telling me the price. That makes me wonder how expensive it is. The fact that you can buy like a, a very nice car. For oh, the I know. Price of a freaking wristwatch. That's just not okay. No, I know. <laughs> That's why I'm like okay. But the most expensive watch was. The most oh exp- expensive Patek Philippe watch was the 175th anniversary watch called the Grandmaster Chime. Okay. Oh, it just sounds expensive. Exactly. So they made <laughs> seven watches of this Grandmaster Chime type. Six were sold to collectors and one okay. is at the museum in Geneva. Okay. The original price sold to the buyers, which by the way, those six that were sold, those buyers had to submit an application that was a had to be approved by the Patek Philippe president in order to even be approved to purchase this watch. Okay. And to so like check if they actually had enough money or what? I think it was just to see if they were like of the standard to hold this valuable collector's oh piece of Patek Philippe. And they bought it for $2.6 million. Now, these watches have since been sold at auctions, and the Grandmaster Chime holds the record for the most expensive watch ever sold at an, au- at an auction for $31 million. Oh, so you think real God. estate is a good investment? Maybe invest in watches. Talk about That's rate of return. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and now. Wait, okay. So these are like essentially like pieces of art. Yeah, like, these ones. I'm are, picturing yeah. like art auctions and right. like their investments like the value is just going to keep getting bigger. exactly exactly that's insane yeah so and it's now the they're valued they're estimated to be at like over 70 million dollars if you were to now take that same watch and try to sell it again so oh my god yeah 
So these the the Grandmaster Chime that it took eight years to make each watch. They have twenty complications, so oh my it's gosh. it's big time. So yeah, okay. So if you're thinking about like getting involved in like the Airbnb industry or like rental properties, no, exactly. That. Yeah, Just get yourself a watch, right? And it's gonna be better than any other investment you've ever made. But you so. gotta have the big time capital even but to you get gotta in have that game. a few million dollars to start <laughs> yeah so pool your funds that might be a deal breaker but maybe <laughs> yeah. not. okay well that was so interesting i feel like i just learned so much yeah, check out the patek philippe the um patek philippe museum if you're in geneva okay besides the museum was there anything else that you did that you think is like worth the time to stop we did have a listener question that was favorite place to go or activity in geneva was that the museum or is there something else yeah definitely the museum would be like my like specific activity or like paid activity that would definitely be recommended in geneva but as far as like a free activity you know your girl loves the water geneva's right on lake (laughs) geneva so they have a long like path that you can walk or run along the lake and there's lots of like grassy areas and benches where for a while jackson and i just like sat on a bench and like read our books and just like people watched and stuff like that do they have like kayaks or yes. like activities that you can do? Yes, you can rent like paddle boards or oh, like little so pedal fun. boats and stuff like that and go out onto yeah. the lake. So that would have been really fun. We, I think this was just like at the end of our, you know, Switzerland trip and we were having to not pay for as many things as we could. So yeah. we chose the free route and just sat on the bench and watched people do that. But oh, that's that cute. would be fun if... um yeah, you you wanted to spend a little extra money to rent a paddleboard or something like that or paddle boats. Do people like can you swim in the lake or is it just like Yes. So viewing. There's basically what you have to do. There's this thing called I meant to look up how to pronounce this. Baines de Paquis. I don't know French. I have no clue. Okay. I don't either. So Well, it'll be <laughs> linked in or um written out in the show notes, but there's this place right in the city center or right downtown Geneva that meets the water. And it's basically this like public, they call it the city beach. So it's this public swimming area, outdoor bath, sauna, restaurant on this like big pier thing. But you have to like pay to even like be able to get out onto the pier and then access this like swimming area. But this is like, I feel like if you were like a study abroad student or like a college student or you were trying to meet people, this is where everybody was hanging out. All There's so many people that were out on this like city beach and you could swim, you could tan, you could, you know, go to the restaurant, do whatever. But it was, I mean, there was so many people there, which I, I was like, overwhelmed I'm like I would not want to be out there right now it was tons of people but if you and were like you weren't even there like peak season no either, no so. we were there in September yeah that's crazy yeah so oh, that's so fun but there is like a little lakeside bar there so Jackson and I like sat there and got a drink and that was just really enjoyable just to people watch all the people yeah. at this like city beach place or the people like running up and down the path or see the like the boats coming in and out of the docks and stuff like cool. that so that was just really enjoyable it was really nice there yeah for sure okay is there anything else that we're missing was there anything else that you did that you would recommend so that's pretty much we you know we got some good fondue 
So even though this oh, is French vibes in Geneva, it still has the Swiss fondue. So make sure you do that. But Geneva is also really well known for like their chocolate and things like that. So you can go to like the um, there's like lots of like chocolate tours, like walking tours and stuff you can do where you go hit all of the like top chocolate spots in the city, which would have been fun to do. We also looked into taking like a day trip to Gruyere, which is the city, if you know, like Gruyere cheese. Yes. Yeah. I love Gruyere. Yeah. So do I. So they also have really good chocolate there. So that would have been fun if you were like more based out of Geneva for longer and had time to do a day trip up there. That would have been really cool. And then something else that was actually recommended to us by locals, some people that Jackson's dad knew that we actually like they took us out to dinner one night and they gave us like a whole little like history lesson of Geneva because they've lived there for a long time. But they told us to go to this little town called and I don't know if I'm saying this right either. It looks like Carouge. And okay. it's like Geneva's little Italy. So it was built by Italian architects. And so it has very Italian vibe. It's like 15 okay. minutes south of Geneva. And it's just this quaint little town. They have one of those where I know there's other places. I think like somewhere in Portugal also has where you're like walking down the streets and there's a bunch of colorful umbrellas like in the yeah. sky above you. Yeah, so, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, this like Carouge town has that too. And oh, it's cool. basically just a little escape from like the hustle and bustle of Geneva. And it's yeah. this, just this quaint little town that's super, super close by. So, okay. Yeah. So the locals recommend it. It's interesting because it's like you said you didn't really like Geneva itself that much, but it seems like there's a lot of really cool places around Geneva yes. that yes. if even if you are flying into Geneva, like don't feel like you have to stay in Geneva right. because there's a lot of like other quaint little towns with more unique experiences Definitely. that you could stay in that are close by. So we went for the convenience of just staying in Geneva so that we could hop on the train and get to the airport. But yeah, if you have a little bit more flexibility and more time, then yeah, there's yeah. definitely there's a ton of I felt like every time I looked up like things to do in Geneva, it was like take a day trip here, take a day trip here. So it's like yeah. good centrally located to like bop into France and like go to places yeah. in France or to do these other like things in Switzerland. So overall, I did not have a bad time in Geneva at all. I think it just was really hard to compare it coming straight from to the other places, the you've other been, places yeah. in Switzerland that were just like the most amazing places I've ever been. And it's just not as much my style. Whereas like other people, maybe the hikes and the literally we lived or we stayed in a yurt on a farm. And so some people would be like, no, that sounds awful to me. Get me in a hotel, which is where we right. stayed in Geneva. And so it's just like. Yeah, so Geneva's maybe a little more like urban. Exactly. Like city feel. Yeah. yeah. So, so totally depends on what your vibe is, what you like best. Yeah. But, but I feel like when people picture, oh, I'm going to go to Switzerland for vacation, they wouldn't really picture that. They picture either skiing yeah. or like the hiking that's and so stuff, true. like the Swiss countryside. So that's where it's like, it's definitely different than the rest of Switzerland. But yeah, that's my thoughts on Geneva. Thanks, Kels. I feel like I learned so much actually in this episode. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> Okay. Anything we need to cover before we're back next week? Do we want to do we do we want to shoot? I'm like, uh, I don't know. I don't know because what if it doesn't happen? I mean, I feel like we have to now. (laughs) 
Okay. Well, if you didn't see on our Instagram story, we had a little merch announcement. It's not even really an announcement. Yeah. It isn't up yet, but it is in the works. So if you guys would be interested in that, let us know because we're kind of testing the waters to see if it would be worth it to get this started, to invest in this a little bit. But we did a little tester and it came out really cute. We really like it. So we will keep you guys updated if we get anything else figured out with that. But yeah, if you are excited about the merch, let us know. And then we'll, we'll definitely try to get it figured out. Also, so. we're trying to support small business. If you like to support small business too, this would be like more than just supporting us. One of right. our friends is trying to get this. What, it's like a clothing does, company. Okay, like a clothing, a clothing company, brand. clothing brand. Yeah. yeah, he's trying to like start. The, he is starting that. And so we're kind of like collabing with him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called kinda, Bianco Apparel. Um, so even if we don't get this out, check out yeah. Bianco Apparel. He has a website. He has an Instagram. I have a sweatshirt from there. I get compliments compliments on it all the time. My friends are always asking me about it. So check him out. He's great. He supports Love It There like yes. no other. He, He's literally our biggest fan. So yeah. So you'd be we'll supporting support a small business right and just like an awesome human as well. So yeah. So check out Bianco if before we even get merch out or if we don't, yeah, still check them out. But stay tuned to see what happens with the Love at Their merch for sure. But otherwise, like always, please leave us a rating and a review. Subscribe, follow, do whatever so you don't mess, miss an episode. And do us a favor and check out Love is Wine or Survivor as well so we have more people to discuss with. Yes, we will always chat about it. I'm sure you could tell by the beginning of this episode. We talked for way too long, but it's so good. So good. All right, everybody have a great rest of your Thursday. We love you. Bye.